All right, Burns, I got a trivia question for you. All right, go ahead. Who has the most main event wins in WrestleMania history? <laughs> oh, man. That not match wins, like main event wins. It's got to be Taker. Is not. <laughs> Hulk Hogan with seven. Most of them, I mean, all of them, like he had like three or four in a row at the beginning. One of them was with Mr. T. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. So, um, welcome everybody. This is just in case it burns. I'm Justin Braun, um, and this is. My name is Josh Burns. And we're just here to talk a little wrestling with you. Um, we'll focus mainly on we're AEW fans. Um, we'll touch on WWE. Obviously, we just had a trivia question about WWE. Um, we'll just talk through this and that and what we think, uh, the direction things are heading, what we think, and um, try not to be just a review podcast and talk about where things are heading. Um, from time to time, we might give out some, some bad gambling picks. Um, I've taken a little break from gambling. Um, not really. I mean, I've been putting bets in here and there, but just nothing real big. And then anything else we want to talk about? Um, anything else you want to add there? No, I think you summed up what we're doing here. All right. So let's just jump right in. Um, AEW. Uh, honestly, I think one of the main things they got going right now is their tag team division. Um, the hottest team going right now is probably the acclaimed. I am not a fan. <laughs> I just think they're too much. Um, but everybody loves them. They're really over. Um, and uh, the addition of you know is it Billy Gunn right um, has kind of added a different element to their their group. So I don't know. I'll let you talk about them a little bit. I know you're a fan of them. I do. I love them. Scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're fun to watch. Uh, good, solid wrestling coming out of them. They they mix it up with a lot of different people. I think that's what I like. Uh, they they got their controversy with the ass boys uh, that was going on, uh, losing their title to them, which nobody nobody liked or agreed with. And I think that uh, they had the titles a little bit too long, but uh, I think in the long run. You didn't want them to lose the belts to an FTR or somebody like that. Uh, I think this is their kind of way to, uh, since FTR not, you know, are back in the picture uh, to get them going. I think that's going to be a solid series if, if they three or four Yeah, so were they uh, FTR? They were, it was injury kind of thing, is why they weren't around, right? Was it Dax? was out or were they yeah. just kind of taking a break what they were saying uh and i think they were kind of in the middle of negotiations on what they were going to do signing wise whether they're going to stay uh, in AEW or go to wwe uh, from the latest thing i heard they're staying signed a four-year contract and this is their last contract they said they're uh, gonna retire after after these four years uh, we'll get four more years of them in, in AEW and 
it should be able to blow through a lot of these matches that that wrestlers and there's a lot of like you said a lot of good tag teams in AEW so we should get a lot of good matches going here in the next four years. Yeah. Um do they so they they are now the tag team champions. They beat the guns. It was I think we all kinda knew they they weren't gonna lose the and have to walk away from AEW. Um but they don't have the because they had the ring of honor once for a while, didn't they? Yeah, they had quite a few AAA, AEW, and Ring of Honor, and uh, lost them all. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they had the, uh, the Briscoes even in Ring of Honor, so the Briscoes had both for a while. And uh, yeah, once they lost them all, I think that's where everything kind of was a little, a little shaky with what they were going to do. Um, right. Yeah, losing all the boats. Yeah, I agree. As long as the the guns kind of keep losing, I was disappointed they were the tag team champ. I mean, I understand kind of why they they got the title for a little bit, but well, I don't know why they had to keep them for so long. But um, ah, they can kind of go away again, right? Uh, hopefully, either that or I mean, they could be that team that just comes in. Causes havoc between a bunch of different teams, and uh, hopefully takes a lot of losses for some of these guys to get back up into the picture to to challenge it to the other thing. Right. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, the Outcast versus the Originals? Um, I, you know, it's it's an interesting little uh, storyline that's going right now. Um, the groups that they've kind of formed with these. Yeah, um, it's a good storyline. Uh, not gonna lie, we've seen it before. <laughs> um, has uh, all the members of you know the outsiders and the NWO type thing, uh, only with the, uh, the women this time. But uh, it's no secret to everybody that knows me that I'm a big Ruby Solo fan. Um, so glad to see her get the push. actually books them the correct way and more women besides you know one promo a show or one one squash match type of thing um, so far been good uh, I think we're going to get some good matches here coming up with uh, Ruby and Tony taking on you know Baker and uh, Jamie Hayward so uh, should be good uh, hopefully maybe this is going to be a little to Team belts in there. I know Serena has been pushing for those. Big debate on that is whether or not AEW has too many belts for the shows that they have. So it's kind of, kind of up for debate, but I can't say more matches on all four. So yeah, I've always I've always thought the uh, the women's division AEW is is superior to what the WWE has. Um, just when I watch, you know, Raw or SmackDown or something, it's it's always the same ones um, out there. You know, it's always Becky Lynch, and no no offense to Becky Lynch, she's great, but I mean, it kind of it's the same thing over and over again. Um, I guess now they're with either Lita or Trish Stratus, but 
Um, what else are they going to do? Because um, they can't run her back with, with Bianca Belair. But, I mean, getting back to AEW, um, it'll be interesting when, um, when oh, I can't think of her name right now, but who was the champion uh, when she got hurt? Yeah, Thunder Rosa. Um, if she jumps into this, you know, argument or if she's not part of it. Yeah, I don't think she's going to be a big part of it. I don't know if you've watched any of the uh, After Dynamite, all access show that EW has. Uh, I don't know if there's really between her Baker and Thunder Rosa because she's injured, but she's never there. Um, I can't see that bringing her into that group as uh, you know, homegrown talent and not having conflict between them. And uh, maybe they can put all that behind them, but well, I don't know. I don't see her her coming into that uh, that mix if she goes back up. A lot of heat heat on her reporter still having events. We may not see her for a while at all. Yeah, because that I mean that was the main main issue. Well, it's because she would, if she was, she'd have to be one of the originals, and and there was a lot of, a lot of conflict there, and because the other one was Nyla Rose, um, and and that was only if they wanted to expand this conflict, you know, from a three on three thing to, to being a five on five or something like that. Um, yeah, you got the options. So uh, there's a couple more, you know, former WWE women that can, can join. You know, a whole group. I mean, pretty much everybody else in the women's division, besides well, those three right now and Athena. Um, maybe a couple more I'm forgetting, but everybody else is pretty much on their own. So. Yeah. The uh, interest, interesting thing was uh, uh, Tia Conte, like that, it, that all access, how she's kind of gone away. Um, just because everybody hated her with, with Sammy Guevara. Um, and she well, is wanting to get back into the mix with things. But, I mean, I didn't know. I was going to ask if I could get your thoughts on that. Um, I mean, I thought she's had some all right matches. Yeah, they weren't bad. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of her. I don't know if it's personality, on screen personality, wrestling styles. She broke Ruby Soho's nose and made her go out of action for a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, maybe a little too cocky, just like Sammy. Not a big fan. He seems cocky and, and uh, kind of one of those you got to pay your dues before you start acting like that. And even when you have paid your dues, you've been around for a while. So uh, I think there's a couple other women in there that. I throw in before her, you know, Chris Statlander, um, Eva J, people like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd rather, I'd rather see. Um, yeah, it's kind of nice to see a little behind the scenes look. I'm sure it's scripted to a degree, but you probably still get some of their real thoughts and, and feelings behind things. So. Yeah. One other quick tidbit about the women, women before we move on. Uh, I was reading an article. I thought it was interesting. Um, and, you know, it's I kind of noticed it is, is Rebel hasn't been around. And it's just because they were thinking she doesn't make a good face. How, you know, uh, Britt Baker's becoming a face. Um, 
and so they've kind of written her out of the story. <laughs> um, so she's kind of just been not around since they're not heels anymore. You have that thug bodyguard type that's protective, um, always hoping somebody cheat and win. Hard to turn her, turn her into a face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, have to see that a lot of you don't have very many of the, the good guys having people with them unless they're their tag team partners. Right. Uh, almost every good heel has somebody with them, or or is is the talking person for for somebody as a heel. So right. um, you don't get too much help that way. No. Nope. All right. So um, speaking of you know, Sammy Guara, the heavyweight championship, the pillars, where's that going? Uh, I don't know where it's going, where I'd like to see it go. Uh, we saw him on Dynamite, uh, you know, MJF, John, or, excuse me, Darby Allen going at it, and then Sting comes out. And uh, a few weeks ago, me and you had talked, and I thought, you look at it, and every one of those pillars had a WWE person to kind of mentor them. Uh, you know, you have Sting, Christian, Jericho. Uh, where I would take this would be make MJF face all, all of those guys, make him face the mentors. And maybe that's where he's going to say, you know, if you beat me, then I'll give your boys a shot or, or something to that matter. Um, Kind of get them in the mix. I know the Christian Jungle Boy thing wouldn't work out too well since they had that epic battle, but uh, Christian was not the one. Maybe you'll see the error of his ways come back and, and you can make that happen. Uh, and I just think maybe that's the way it is going because Sting came out and brought up Cody and you know, he had somebody to lean on and talk to and, and all of that, so he wasn't really alone, like he said. So I can see it going that way. Uh, and I don't know, either the next pay-per-view or even the one of what is all in in uh, London, maybe having a, a fatal four-way for the belt with all four of them could be a good match. I, I'd say that's closer to where we're going is somehow getting all four of them involved in the ring at the same time. Yeah, see, that's where I thought it was. I thought it was like a four-way match is, is where it's going, which... I don't know, it just seems too obvious, but a lot of times the the obvious thing is what usually happens. Um, I think if it goes that way, MGF wouldn't lose. But um, if it went the other way, something might happen. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to lose or anything, but I think if it was a fatal four-way, he'd find a way to, to come out of that. Um, yeah, I don't think he'd give up the belt for quite a while. Um, I don't think he'd be smart to. He's got a whole roster that he can run through. Um, get get through this. You can go with Adam Cole, Keith Lee, some of those guys, which are going to be great matches. Um, I think he got Keith Bobon. The four way match will be awesome. Like all four of them are amazing wrestlers and athletes. So you're going to get a hell of a good show there. Um, but yeah, I don't think he loses it. Yeah. Well, speaking of Christian, real quick, the, the promos they've got going with Luchasaurus right now are a little. I don't know if you saw that last one. It's kind of. Uh, they're getting a little more theatric with that. 
with that. So I don't I don't know if that's gonna come back with Jungle Boy at all. But um, I'm in, interested to see where Christian and Luchasaurus are heading. Uh yeah, I caught a little bit of it. Uh, I don't know if you can go back to that well with Jungle Boy again. I think they got to move on, and yeah, believe they're just going to be a tag team and, and throw themselves in the in the mix. You get the good one. You got you got somebody that can move, and Christian's still one. Then you got the big bruiser and Luchasaurus, which not many of the other tag teams really have anybody big in it. So uh, they can. They could do some damage throughout that division. Yeah. All right. Well, the only other thing for AEW is the uh, the Blackpool Combat and the Elite thing that we got going on that never seems to go away. Um, I mean, I I'm I'm a John Moxley fan, and he just seems to be getting more and more and more vicious, um, just beating people up and getting bloody himself. Yeah, uh, love it. Deal. Did not think that uh, Brian Danielson was going to come out and interview with him a couple weeks ago. That took me by surprise. I thought uh, no way he comes back and does that. But hey, more power to him. Uh, we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, I think he's maybe setting up for Doc uh, Callis kind of moving away from the elite, trying to push Kenny away, obviously. Um, setting up all this stuff for before it's all said and done, we're gonna have the elite green man taking on the black Club, which is gonna be the match of the year. It would have to be there all phenomenal. So um, but I think then maybe Don Callis moves over into that regal role and uh Yeah. Is that like a blood and guts match or something along those lines or some kind of. I mean, I don't think it has to be blood and guts with those guys. They seem to split open. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, build that up for another three or four weeks, and I mean, we got that main pay per view. That maybe when it all blows off, right there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because that's when it's coming, like May twenty eighth or something like that. I think is the next one. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk WWE for a couple minutes. Um, WrestleMania was a couple weeks ago. I know we've talked about it since then. Um, and we kind of agreed, you know, night one was the better night. Um, I really liked the uh, the Ray Ripley and Charlotte Flair match. Um, I thought it was a very good match, um, even when Charlotte Flair landed on her face. Um, it was a German suplex or something. Um but I, I'm a, I, I think Ray Ripley's a star. Uh, oh, absolutely. They need to put the belt on her. They need to take it off Charlotte. Um, I think many people said it, and I agree. It's not about how long she has the title. It's how many she gets before she's held the most times in, in history. So I think that's all they're trying to get at. Don't think that she beats Rhea. Um, supposedly there's a draft coming up. So she may be going to Raw, getting uh, in something like Bianca. Um, I just don't see them taking off her yet. After everybody's wanted her to have it for a year plus. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell of a good match. Uh, 
I did like night one a lot better. I was not impressed with night two. And, uh, I mean, and that was me not even paying attention much to night one. Uh, I had other engagements, so I was watching it on my phone in between everything else. But I still thought it was, it kept me more engaged at the function I was at than sitting down and watching night two. <laughs> so. Well, I'll run you through what my my night one because I, I was watching, um, like Seth Seth Rollins Logan Paul. It was a great match. I mean, I hate Logan Paul, but God, he's he's freaking good at this. Um, and he that little stunt with whatever his buddy is in the the water bottle that was kind of funny. Um, but it was a great match. I mean, Seth Rollins had to win that. Um, but it was it was good. Um, but you know, and then. We talked about Pat McAfee. Uh, it was good. I liked it. I liked to see him come out there and win at kind of at the Miz's expense. Um, it's kind of one I, I like the Miz. I he's a I think he's a professional wrestler, and you know he's very good. He's done a lot of things in his career, but he's okay being made fun of, and I think that's you know very respectable um, to say. Yeah. He- with the top entertainer, and that's what he does is he entertains people whether you like him or not. And he's good at it. Um, and he's good in situations just like night two when Shane blows out his quad and they have to improvise the rest of it. That was the video of the cameraman. No. Shot of the cameraman behind everything and he's gesturing to Snoop to hit the miss and he keeps going, hit him, hit him, hit him. And Snoop comes over and, and takes his shot. You know, a couple, a couple shots to the fist, and then the possibly greatest people's elbow I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was, for a minute there, I was watching that. I was like, is he really hurt? And then it's like, yeah. Yeah, he's really hurt. <laughs> it, was it was funny. But then, you know, the, the, the moment of the night was. Uh, was Kevin Owens the same as Zayn finally beating those guys? Um, it, was, it was just a heck of a match. Um, I do got to mention it's it's nice to have those microphones right by the ring, but it's also a bad thing to have those microphones right by the ring because you could uh, Kevin Owens talks pretty loud. A couple times he's like, "Hey, super kick," <laughs> like, and then boom, super kick. But I mean, hey, you know. You just get and that's part of it, you know. Yeah, things have changed. That wouldn't have gone over well 20, 30 years ago when we started watching wrestling, but everybody knows what this now, so Yeah. So I don't know, I mean Vince was probably cussing in the back, but um it, it was still a great match and, and how how it went over. But yeah, so night two, um I think the best part of the night was Hell in a Cell. Um, Finn Baylor got hit with a ladder and you sent me a picture of his head and Props to him for continuing the match with staples in his head with that kind of gash. Not only that, but getting staples ringside <laughs> with nothing. I mean, I don't know how well I'd handle getting staples in my head with, you know, holding anesthesia or numbing or whatever in the world. It would still bother me to hear that staple in my head everything. Bloody and, and that was a good match. Yeah. No matter 
one. Uh, it was great. But then the the dumb part, Roman Reigns wins again, and like the way he always wins. And it's just like, when can it end? Uh, it ends when Vince McMahon is not there. I wholeheartedly believe in that it was not supposed to happen that way. And changes were made. And that's why Cody lost. Because it did not make any sense that everything else that was going on leading up to it. Lose those lose. That's going to you know push them away from Roman. He's going to be upset. He doesn't bring him to the ring. We all thought it was going to happen that way, and I think everybody was okay with it. I'm not a Cody fan myself, but it would have been good to see. Yeah, and it just took that swerve, and I don't know where it's going to lead. Uh, we got full Brock Lesnar thing, and this is the same story that it was, I believe, 20 years ago. Something the exact same thing happened. Brock Lesnar came in and turned, and and uh, after somebody was challenging because they got beat. So we're just repeating storylines like the same people have been there watching for 20 years and wouldn't realize this. Um, yeah, it's just it's predictable, but that's what I like about it is it's predictable, so I don't have to worry about any of those sports. I can just watch it as my game good match. So yeah. <laughs> Disappointed, even though, like I said, I'm not a Cody fan. Yeah. The only other thing I'll say about WWE is, as I still hate Austin Theory, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he's the one that beats Roman Reigns. I mean, he could. He's Vince's boy. Yeah. He's apparently not going anywhere and got to stay creative, so we'll see. Yeah. But this swing that AEW needs, they were in that drought for a while. Um, Doing some stupid stuff, and and hopefully now this this can bring their ratings back up, and they can make some good choices. Since this will make all the bad ones for them, <laughs> unless he's actually working for AEW, right? <laughs> all right, um, so let's move on to the next thing we're gonna do here. Um, every we're gonna do uh, your top five at the end of our shows here. And tonight I want to know your, and you know, if people want to argue, they can argue. However, um, but this is Burns's top five heels. Yeah. So going through this, you know, I had originally made a top 10 list. My top 10 list. I had a lot of uh, managers because the good man, good heels and they always stay that way um, for them so I cut down my list to just a five so I think in no particular order I'm going with Um, the other thing about this list is going through a lot of these heels nowadays are are more over and people still like them and want to hear from them same with Hayden. I think people want to hear what he has to say and, and cheer him and get behind him and a lot of the stuff, but the things that he doesn't say are still very heel, so that's why I put him in my top five. Uh, also in my top five, Vince McMahon. <laughs> so 
from anything on screen, off screen, behind, whatever you want to do, everything that man does is evil and horrible. So I'm going to put him in there as well. Uh, we're going to go back a few years. Uh, Roddy Piper. Oh. Hell of a talker. Could get under everybody's skin. You know, uh, did the dirty, dirty stuff uh, when he needed to win or try to win. Uh, but again, that's a person that, you know, a lot of people liked him and cheered for him. Um, turned face and, and went back and forth. But I uh, still think he's one of their the, the top heels of our day. Um, speaking of heels of our day, SBMJF. Again, another guy. Everybody everybody hates him. Uh, but God, you wouldn't watch him and you just can't wait for him to be on the screen. Which, you know, there's a lot of heels that you look at and you go, I just can't stand that guy. I don't want to hear what he has to say. I think that makes, you know, a very good heel as well. But you don't want to hear them or see them on, on your TV and just get disgusted when they're there. Like, that's not what MJF is. I mean, that that man is in character all the time. Him at a convention last weekend, Square Circle Expo, um, here in town. And uh, he would sign somebody's action figure and toss it 20 feet after he signed it and just chuck it onto the floor. Every single time, take his figure. Um, I mean, even some of the, the wrestlers, I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, and one of my favorites is the uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast with Brian Myers and Matt Cardona, Dale Brown all here and Cardone was like, I really do not like that man. I had no reason he called me bald. He said he hated Disneyland. He just wouldn't talk to me. Like stays in character no matter who he's around. And uh seems like not a lot of people like him, which he's doing his job, so that's for me. Uh, I know I said in no particular order, but number one is my favorite wrestler of all time. The million dollar man. Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. I mean, can't get more heelish than buying titles off of people. And, and, you know, again, uh, the, the muscle behind him in Virgil that did his dirty work and uh, held a promo guy. A lot of people back in the day did not want to watch him wrestle and, and booed him and, and tried to get him at him from the crowd. That's my that's my guy that uh, I've liked him you know, so I think he is definitely my number one deal. All right, so that is Burns' top five heels. I like it. All right, well, what else do you want to talk about? I was going to ask you uh, how the Cubs are doing. Seem to be doing all right. <laughs> Reds are mediocre, to be expected. You know, they've got some some good young pitching. I tell everybody I'm just I'm glad they're playing the young guys. I'd rather watch you know the young guys play and lose than the regular old guys play and lose. So at least they're getting experience. Yeah. I, I miss Otto though playing out there and getting riled up for you know the reason at all. But uh, I mean I guess that kind of brings you back. I think we need to go to a game and 
few games in, in Cincy and see if we can see old John Moxley at the game since he's a lives in Cincy now. And uh, here he goes quite a few games with Renee and their daughter. So if we get seats down low and nonchalantly run into him and pretend like we don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See if I'll see how that works out. Uh, at what, the end of the uh, hey, can we get a picture and an autograph real quick? Yeah. We'll come, you know, the end of June, you know, I'm going bananas for the Savannah Bananas. Uh, very jealous. Very jealous. I'm very excited. Uh, I was on that wait list and got that email, and a minute later I was buying tickets. So, for those that don't know, Savannah Bananas are a Georgia minor league baseball team that um, are very enjoyable. You should look them up. Um Lots of theatrics and TikTok dances and a guy on stilts that plays. and It's a good environment. You'll enjoy the videos from, from that. What, 90-minute games or something like that? They try to limit it to? Yeah, if the, uh, they won't start an inning after two hours. So, And I guess I was looking up the uh, every inning. Like, It's weird saying this. Every inning counts. But what I mean by that is if you win an inning, you get one point. So if, and so if you won the first inning, you get a point. If you won the second inning, you get a point. So it doesn't matter how many you scored. You, it's just you get a point. Interesting. I didn't know that about them. But yeah. I read somewhere where if it takes two hours to play one inning, that's what get through. It's <laughs> a two-hour so Yeah. That's a good environment for the kids. The Harlem Globetrotters of baseball, basically, is what Yeah, I think the I think the kids will have a good time. And then the only other thing I wanted to ask: anything you're watching right now? I'm watching a show called uh, Rabbit Hole. Um, Kiefer Sutherland's the star of that show, so it's bringing back some 24 memories. He's a he's a kooky like uh, prepper kind of. Um, not well, prepper is the wrong word, but he's just like paranoid about everything, kind of spy like guy. Um, he's got a bunch of safe houses where he has like computers and walls and stuff that he takes a sledgehammer and breaks the wall and gets it out. It's weird, but it's an interesting yeah. show. Yeah, check that out. I love uh, love Kiefer in Twenty Four. Uh, I just started. It's called Jury Duty. <laughs> I've heard about this, and everybody in it is an actor except for one poor sap who thinks he's really doing a documentary about his <laughs> time. Just come up with the most off the wall shit to do that you would have to think that it's a show or a prank or something like that. But uh, I mean, he's going along with it, so we'll see what happens at the end. I know they did a show like that, uh, Joe Schmo show, yeah, back in the day, and it was hilarious. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, this continues that trend or something like that. But yeah, I'm watching that right now. All right. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else? I don't. All right. Well, thanks for listening. This was uh, Just In Case It Burns. I'm Justin Brun. I'm Josh Burns. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.